Hello, and thank you for listening to the Horror Script Podcast. If this is the first time listening to the show, please be aware that this is for entertainment purposes and strong language is used. If you find comedy like Howard Stern, Seth Rogen, South Park, and Family Guy offensive, then this might not be a show you're interested in. If you do find them funny, then hopefully you find us funny as well. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Horror Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Horror Script Podcast. This is the final week of our month-long horror comedy movies, and this week we are discussing Slither. I'm your first host, Miles. And I'm your other host, Richard. And yes, that took me four times to say that. I just gave up with a cooler intro and said, fuck it, this is all you're getting. (laughs) Fourth takes a charm. Yeah, I'm just tongue-tied today. I don't know what the hell's going on with me. (laughs) All right, so Slither, 2006 released, uh, and this is a James Gunn movie. Most of you will know him from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, the new Suicide Squad movie, and the Dawn of the Dead remake. Some of his more known titles. And also Peacemaker. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that too. But that wasn't a movie, that was a show. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I'm saying he's also, he also ventured into that series, which was surprisingly funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, James Gunn makes a lot of his movies... With more of a, a comedic tone than, than mm-hmm. anything. Uh, except for the Dawn of the Dead remake, he kind of went with more of a, I guess, a horror tone. But I don't really like to discuss that movie too much because I am a purist of the original. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, we got to do a comparison of those two because it, uh, it, it won't be good for me because I'm not a. I like the walking zombies more than I like yeah. running. So do I. I. I agree with you on that. I I actually really dislike the running zombies. The only time I really thought it worked well was in Return of the Living Dead, that series. But other than that, I'm just oh well. No, Train to Busan. I did. I did like that one a lot. That was a good uh, zombie runners. Yeah, I just like. I think it's got a better horror effect when they're slow coming at you. It makes it feel more like you got a, a fighting chance, whereas if they're running, it's like, yeah, you're you're just you're fucked. There's there's nothing you're really gonna well, be able to do. But it's, I also look at it as a creepiness type of view because it's a nonstop slow wave where the hope is there, but they're they're just going to keep coming after you, and slowly you're coming to your demise. So that's that's what I like about it. Instead of it, you know, the running zombies, it's just quick and over. It's like, that's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. There's no chance. Yeah. But the slow zombie, it's you can see them from a mile away, but they're just going to keep coming no matter, you know, how many you shoot down or whatever. There's tons and tons and tons of them. So I don't know. That's what I like about it. I'm going to end that part of our discussion right there because we'll save this kind of talk for when we do, you know, George Romero zombie movies. Yeah, <laughs> which we're going to have to do soon now, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot to say about that. Mm-hmm. So let's get back into Slither. <laughs> yes. 
Like Miles said, released in 2006, uh, rated R and a runtime of one hour and 35 minutes, starring Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks, Michael Rooker, Greg Henry, and Tanya Selnier. There is a small role, though, from Jenna Fisher, who played Pam in The Office. There's also a voice role. <laughs> it's a voice-only role. Ooh. He was the doctor on the phone. Was that James Gunn? No. Who was it? Rob Zombie. Hmm. I'm surprised he didn't, he didn't do the voice more trailer trashy. Yeah, no, he was a doctor. He was the doctor when uh, when Elizabeth Banks calls to check with the doctor about Grant's condition. She, he just says, I didn't see your husband in over a year. <laughs> yeah, James Gunn likes to put a lot of cameos in his movies, especially Lloyd Kaufman who you do see in the police station uh, in one scene. He did have a speaking line originally, but they took it out. Lloyd Kaufman is the uh, owner, pioneer of Troma Pictures, which is a, let's say, lower-budget film studio. But uh, their highest success and best-known stuff was The Toxic Avenger. They were the ones who put out those oh, movies. Yeah. Along that with many, many... Many others, one of which I actually did contemplate doing for this week, but I went with Slither instead. It was going to be Poultry Geist. Definitely never saw that. It's interesting. <laughs> it's got a lot of musical numbers <laughs> in it, too. But I, I was I was looking for, you know, not that I needed one, but I was just looking for an excuse to watch Slither. <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen it in a while, and I was like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> so first we have Nathan Fillion, who plays Bill, who's the chief of police. He was in a couple TV series. People might recognize him from Castle and Firefly. Yeah, some people think Nathan Fillion is kind of cursed because I mean he'll do good stuff, but it just it doesn't make as much money as as studios hope. Castle was yeah. probably his most successful of all of his projects. I don't. I have. I haven't seen either of them. Castle ran for uh, that had a few seasons, five, six, maybe. I think yeah. Firefly only lasted one, but that had a huge cult following. Uh, and then we have Elizabeth Banks, who plays Starla, mm -hmm. and she's more commonly known for comedy roles. Yeah, from what I recognize her in. She was in Role Models with Paul Rudd, uh, and she was in Zack and Mary Make a Porno. Mm -hmm. Yep, great movie. Yes, they're I mean, they're both hilarious movies. Uh, Role Models, I mean, I just, I love that movie. That was so funny. Well, how can you not like the comedic duo of, of Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott? Yeah, they were actually, they worked super well together on screen that, that was there's yeah, not too many that people great. that can't work well with paul rudd it seems yeah I, he pairs well with everyone yeah you're right he just seems like a nice guy like you'd have to be something special not to get along with him i mean that's just that's just what he comes off as i don't know him personally but that's yeah that's and, and you I never will him. never in your life I, he owns a candy store probably about 20 miles away from me never in your life you will no, know. Yeah. You will know <laughs> personally. No, I don't know. I'm gonna. You know. You never know. I could. I could definitely run into him and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I. I live very close to them. <laughs> you will never be a part of their life. Mark my word. Most likely, you're right. I, 
that there's always that chance though yeah you can cry after this <laughs> you look upset but <laughs> <laughs> so and then we have michael rooker oh um, i love michael rooker <laughs> he is he's actually yeah he he has a very large penis range uh, of what he plays and characters mm-hmm. um in this he plays grant but people definitely would recognize him from guardians of the galaxy as yondu yeah as yondu he was in the walking dead uh-huh. uh he was in henry portrait of a serial killer yes which is a fantastic movie henry portrait of a serial killer is that's a good one i haven't seen that i have to i have to watch jesus that. christ <laughs> and he was also in days of thunder i love days of thunder yes and that is he was all well he's he's in a shit ton of movies but uh mall rats that was another great movie yeah he he was mr svenning brandy svenning's father he was oh, uh right. in okay. television and he was he was uh producing a new dating game show in uh the local mall Oh, that's okay. That's fine. That was that was the first Kevin Smith movie I ever saw. I remember renting that at Instant Replay, local video. Oh, I thought I I would have thought Clerks was your first Kevin Smith movie. Mm -hmm. No, no, I didn't know about Clerks yet. I was still young. Oh, this was in ninety, maybe ninety seven. That I that I remember renting Mallrats. Yeah, (laughs) and then I became a a big Jane Silent Bob fan. Yeah, yeah, they have some they have some good hits. So, and then we have Greg Henry, who plays Mayor Jack, mm-hmm. uh, and he was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. But the one one movie that I recognize him from, and I absolutely love Mel Gibson movie Payback. Yep, yep, I knew it. Yeah, I oh, that's such an awesome movie, and he played a sadist in that. So. So and then finally, we have Tanya Solnier, who was in The Invisible and in The Name of the King. She also had a small role in The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage, uh-huh. and she's also the only nudity in the movie. <laughs> of course, you picked up on that. Yes, and I thank her for it. You know what's funny, actually, in this, in this, I was really surprised when I saw that because. I thought she was a lot younger than what she is. She's only a year younger than me. So <laughs> so in 2006, she would have been 24. Mm-hmm. It's old enough. Yeah. No, I know. Still, I thought she was a lot younger than that. So Just the way they dressed her in the movie and such. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, it, you know, when they do, when they have an older person playing a younger character and they're actually able to pull it off where they look like they're that age that they're supposed to look it, mm-hmm. it's uh it's impressive yeah they didn't do that very well in the uh, 80s no the 80s they didn't give a shit they were like you're 40 that's all right you could play a 12 year old <laughs> yeah that that is how it seemed like it's going if you yeah. actually if you want to watch a hilarious movie and tv show watch wet hot american summer they really make fun of of that yeah mm-hmm yeah, they're supposed to be playing like 16 and 17 year olds, but they're like fucking late 30s, 40s. You have to have that kind of humor, but I do. So I enjoyed it thoroughly. Wet Hot American Summer and then the prequel TV show that was on Netflix that came out 13 years later and had all the same cast members. 
Yeah, I saw I saw that. All right. So, let's get into our ratings. You want to go first? No, I'll let you go first with your ratings. All right. So, I gave this movie a 6 out of 10. A 6 out of 10. Yes. So, you were born in your mom's ass. <laughs> the reason that I gave this a 6 out of 10 was mainly on two reasons. What are those? So, hey, it's my opinion. I'm not get all upset. I liked the movie. I did. I really, I actually really enjoyed it. It was very entertaining. What I was disappointed on was the comedy. Pretty much Greg Henry was the only funny thing in this entire movie. I mean, there were some funny things that you kind of giggle at a little bit, but there wasn't anything funny in it. Like, I don't feel like it should have been classified as a horror comedy. I was, it was just a horror movie. Like, it was a good horror movie. And it being classified as a horror comedy was just, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. It's just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't see the comedy in most of it. I just, I just thought it was a good horror movie. I thought the special effects, I thought the gore was great. Greg Henry was hilarious. He, he had me laughing pretty much every time he was on screen because of the stupid shit he said or, you know, whatever he said was inappropriate and, you know, like, in the beginning of the movie, he's driving, somebody's in the way, and he's like, hey, move your move your truck, you, what did he say, you piece of shit asshole no. or whatever like that? Yeah, I think he called him a fucking cocksucker. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it, a fucking cocksucker. And then he looks over and he's like, oh, hey, and it's his mom and her, her little kid. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, my, hey Mayor, <laughs> Mayor Jack. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you win some, lose some. I was like, that's funny. That was hilarious. But, like, nobody else in it was funny. And, you know, and I read about, you, you know, James Gunn told uh, Nathan Fillion, hey, you know, you're, you're not in, you're not supposed to be a comedic actor. You're just in a comic comedy film, which I kind of understand. But Nathan Fillion did have some good lines. He did have some good lines, you know, like when I tell this story, you know, it's, it's going to be me saving you from the deer, like, you know, things like that. But that wasn't like. It was like, okay, it was funny. I chuckled at it. I don't know. I just... Scream. Scream was not a horror comedy. Right? You always have to have a comic relief. You're right. You have a comic relief. Greg Henry was a comic relief in this. But I don't think it justifies the entire movie being considered a horror comedy. There is a 2,000-pound woman in this. There will be people that disagree with you. I, for one. Yeah. I, yes, and that's and there again. There's parts in this movie. You 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 see what the three thousand pound woman, right? Yes, that was that was funny. It had a comedic tone to it, but it wasn't it wasn't funny. It didn't make me laugh. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like if you're gonna do a horror comedy, it has to make me laugh. We've done three previous movies where they've made me laugh. Tucker Tucker and Dale vs Evil, Idle Hands, and dead alive it made me laugh like they they had funny components to it that made me actually laugh this this had one component greg henry who when he was on screen yes he made me laugh every every other time maybe a little giggle here and there but nothing that really made me laugh so and that's i mean that's just what i look for in a horror comedy so and and the reason i'm bringing up scream is because scream was not considered a horror comedy 
but I thought Scream was funnier than this movie. I wish we weren't brothers. <laughs> but again, I liked the movie. The movie was really good and I really enjoyed it. But I just consider this more of a horror movie and not so much as a horror comedy. I consider it a horror comedy. It made me laugh. It made me cry. It scared me at points. <laughs> I give this movie a eight. Wow, you really loved it, yeah. I did. I thought it was very well done. The gore effects, spot on. The mixture of the CGI and the practical effects, especially for what for what this budget was. It was only $15 million. So, I mean, he really stretched th- that budget. Like, he made use of, of it well. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the actors, they, they meshed really well. The storyline made completely sense. Like, they explained everything well. They did it without, a like, a bullshit explanation. They actually gave you a reason why somebody would know what's going on. The uh, creatures, like, what was happening, it was it was all spot on. And that's what I, look, I, that's agree what with I that. like to look for. Like, are they are they doing what they're, tr- they're setting out to do? And I think he pulled it off very well in this movie. Now, what right. were you going to bitch about? No, I was going to say, well, before I get into that... But what in this movie did you think, I mean, do you agree with me that Greg Henry was really the only funny thing in this movie? No. A lot of the supporting cast had really good lines. Like, there was some funny shit, like, laced all throughout the movie. Like, Greg Henry, yeah, he did play off a lot of it. But, like, when he's asking the the one deputy if uh, he's with the female one, and he's like, no, no, she prefers a boxed lunch. <laughs> like, there was just lines scattered all over the whole squid thing like yeah i see yeah they were putting the squid on the board as like nathan nathan (laughs) fillion going back and forth with like his second in command where he's like making fun of him for being in love with starla and he's like oh wait yeah there's something important i have to tell you oh yeah you're a fat fuck (laughs) they just had lot there was stuff like sprinkled all over right but uh, but but my point is is that like Yes, it was sprinkled all over, but I don't know. It just, it was like, all right, well, that was funny. It didn't make me laugh or it didn't make me giggle or, oh, that made me giggle. But there was, I don't know. Again, I'm just rambling on, but nothing really made me really laugh other than Greg Henry. Well, you laugh still. So, but again, I also laughed in Wes Craven's Scream. (laughs) So, and when we do Nightmare on Elm Street... I'm sure I'm going to remember a lot of times where I laugh in that. But that's not a horror comedy. But, again, I do like the movie. I I did think it was really good. One special effect that I was really disappointed in was the deer attack. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, the deer attack. (laughs) But I I prefer that if I'm going to be disappointed in in a special effect, it's that effect. Just Just because... They're not going to throw a ton of money into it because they know how ridiculous that scene is. So it's like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just make it even more ridiculous with how it looks. I mean, yeah. If they if they did that intentionally, then okay, then I'll then I'll accept that. Uh, but I was just like, I don't know. I just looked at it and was like, that's just I don't know. It was just I just thought it was so fake and terrible looking. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that though. <laughs> All right. All right. So, what do you do? Uh, what'd you rate it as for scare rating? I give it about a f- five. Really? Mm-hmm. 
I'm one much higher than you on this one. I gave it a six. Wow. There is a, I thought there was a lot of, I, I have to be clear on my scare ratings. My scare ratings are how scary I think this would be for the general audience. I don't rate this on how scared I was because there'd be very few things that would be over a two for me. I'll have to find one that that might actually get you a little bit. I would, yeah, I would love that. That would be, yeah, if you if you could actually find one, I'd be really interested in that. That'd be great. Uh, it's just you know, I've seen so many that it doesn't. They don't really affect me in a way that I get scared ever. Well, people people listening to these podcasts wouldn't think that because they're always usually like, eh, first time seeing this movie." <laughs> well yeah i know <laughs> i know it's just it's so funny that we don't watch any of the movies really that i've seen but i try and go for ones that are really scary or that you know but i was young also too when i was watching these things so uh i don't know something's altered in my <laughs> dna i guess who knows but yeah that's why that's how i rate these so yeah but i gave this a six out of ten i think i think there'd be some pretty decent components of this movie that would scare some people or maybe gross them out a little bit not as much as yeah, dead alive yeah, though <laughs> well i don't know i i mean it's definitely not as gore, nowhere near as gory as dead alive but you know it does definitely has a good bit of blood and gore and there's that you know that disgusting disturbing component to it yeah as is in most of the movies that we've been watching but yeah so, all right. So one of the other things I wanted to talk about was Grant's transformation. Mm -hmm. So I really liked a lot of his transformation. His face was really incredible with the teeth, you know, half of his teeth over on the side. Like it was really cool. But for some reason, they have tentacles coming out of his head. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't understand that. It's just taking his alien alien form. But they said in it, the, his alien form is, his face is like really actually just a needle. Mm -hmm. So it really was anything. Well, they usually just take the most simplest uh, life organisms. Because essentially all it is is an absorbent hive mind. Yeah. I just, I think, I don't know. It was just the tentacles just took a little bit away for me on it if they want to put the two tentacles like coming out of his head i i, I just think he would have looked scarier well i mean it could have been that it, like eventually because he would have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger that those tentacles would have turned into more weapons for him yeah i mean maybe it just seemed like they grew to a point where he was continuing to transform and getting bigger and then those things just stopped growing but everything else kept getting bigger it was like, well, what are they like? Supposed to be some types of hair or something, or what? Like, it didn't, it didn't really work for me. Uh, just those, you know, just those two parts. But everything else was was cool, especially like the one scene where he was, you know, he was kind of standing there. You got a really good close up of him. Um, I thought, you know, the special effects on his face was again really, really amazing. It, it was done very well but then you know and then he he go, he gets down low to the ground and then he kind of slithers away it's like he's like a half snake half half squid type of thing i thought that was actually really cool it everything about him i i liked except for those two things coming out of his head it was just unnecessary i think it took away from his look for me at least 
I mean, it could have been receptors too. Yeah. Like his, the way of projecting his mind onto the others. Right. I just, it's funny. It actually reminded me of when I was in high school and I, we used to have a study hall. I used to sit with, with one of my friends and we would sit there. We would take turns going back and forth, like drawing a monster on a piece of paper and just every so often adding things to this monster's face and head. And it was just like some, that's what somebody was doing. And they just added these two tentacles on there and just stopped. (laughs) But moving right along. (laughs) The other thing I wanted to note uh, was the score. The score was great. Yeah, the score and the uh, soundtrack I liked a lot. Yeah, that was actually done really well. There was some really good music in it. But, of course, James Gunn, he's he always has some really good music in his movies. Yeah, he, I mean, he always he always tries to find a, something that's appropriate fitting, which, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, he was able to, with that Disney money, he was able to put any song he wanted <laughs> in, so he just was putting, like, a lot of good 80s music and such in there. Oh, yeah. This the yeah. music the music was fitting for all the parts. Yep. So yeah, yeah, he always no, he always does a good job with his soundtracks. I feel you know it's funny. I feel like if you're an '80s artist, or you know even maybe in the '90s or something like that, and you have someone like James Gunn who's making a movie, and he wants to put your song in his movie, I feel like if you're that artist, you're like, I'll pay you to put my song in your movie. Like <laughs> it's just it's just gonna make it so much more popular right now. <laughs> well no i mean they have to they have to pay the licensing agreements and it's usually not the artists that own the uh, rights to the music yeah no i know but i'm just saying like even the you know whoever the production studio is or whoever does own the rights i know they want to get every like they, they want to get every penny they can i know i just feel like it's like if he's contemplating on not actually using the song or something like that you want him to use it because being in the movie you're most likely going to get a resurgence of popularity yeah, like Bohemian Rhapsody with Wayne's World. Yeah, well, I mean that song's in a lot of, a lot of movies, but yeah, yeah, I but can't Wayne, Wayne's that World was... really brought the Queen popularity back. Yeah, and it wasn't actually that song wasn't supposed to be in that movie originally. No, Mike Myers really wanted it. Well, they were actually just in the car listening to that song, and they they started singing that part, and then they started headbanging and stuff like that. I, I think I saw this on an interview or something, and. They they just they were filming it and they were just laughing so hard at it while they were doing it and they were like wait we're 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 putting this in the movie like <laughs> we're some of it was original but then they had to redo a couple a couple parts of it but that was all that was all improv it was just the song came on and they just started they just started singing it because they all loved it and they just thought it was such a great scene they added it to the movie yeah and it's one of the most iconic scenes yeah yeah. I think it was a Michael. It was either a Michael Myers or, or uh, Dana Carvey interview that they were talking about that. But I always thought that was funny. But yeah, music is such a huge part in these movies. I mean, you said it earlier in our recordings. Sometimes it can make or break a movie. Yeah, I'm a big uh, believer in that, especially like sound, sound editing and such that can really take you out of a movie if it's just wrong. Well, yeah. How about some trivia? Tell me some stuff I don't know. Yeah, Gunn absolutely hated the scene where the silly Muppet deer attacks Bill. See? (laughs) I agree with him. (laughs) Well, the Goosebumps books that the little girls are reading 
are You Can't Scare Me and The Girl Who Cried Monster, Goosebumps. Oh, love those books. I know. Yeah, anytime you get to mention You them. had. I, yeah, I, used yeah, to, I was going to say, you had so many of them. Oh, I used to love reading those things. The Every Woman in the World Air Supply song. That was only written into the film because James Gunn finds it creepy. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but he, he likes the song, apparently, but he, he just finds it very creepy. I could see that. I didn't think it was. Well, I mean, I could see it has a creepy tone to it. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, references to horror and, and other subgenre movies in this, like names of the characters, places. The big one for me, though, is uh, Earl Bassett High School, where Starla, Elizabeth Banks' character, teaches at. Yeah? You don't, know who, you don't know who the character of Earl Bassett is? It's from the great movie that has a killer worm in it. Tremors? Yeah. Earl Bassett, was he the was he one of the gun the gun guys in the bunker? No. Earl was one of the handymen. It was Earl and uh Val. He was he was Kevin Bacon's buddy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh god. You don't remember Tremors? Yeah, I mean I remember the movie. I don't remember the character's name, so I haven't seen that probably in like twenty years. Well you need to watch it again. Well, I'm not watching anything unless we're gonna review it now. That's just dumb. <laughs> But yeah, there are there are lots of there's lots of fun stuff about this movie that I enjoyed reading about. Like originally James Gunn wanted to film the little girls getting infected, but it was too graphic and they had to cut that scene. Well, it was more because uh it's somewhat sexual the way the worms go into the mouths. Right. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> graphic. <laughs> so, all right. Well, should we do? Uh, we could do a spoiler alert, and we can get into some infected and some victims. Mm-hmm. So, spoiler alert! Here's our spoiler alert, and we're gonna go through the on-screen kills and infected. Because I guess if you get infected, technically you're dead, according to the notes from Gun. Yeah, as soon as you're infected, you're dead, and uh, yeah. and the hive mind just takes over. Right. So, the very first individual to be infected is Grant, where he is out in the middle of the woods with Brenda, and she is hoping to have an affair with him, but he stops her and says he has to get home to Starla. Uh, He doesn't want to go any further with that. And he's about to leave, but sees the cocoon or the small little meteorite that's opened up with a slime trail. And like any good classic car, when you see something suspicious in the middle of the woods, you got to go follow it and investigate. Yeah, reminiscent of one of my favorite uh, horror movies. It definitely did remind me of that. And if anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, we are talking about The Blob. Yep, the 1988 remake. One of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. You're going to see some high scores on that one when we review it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) that one will not be reviewed until I feel it is ready and we can do it the justice that it definitely deserves. (laughs) Yes. But so Grant follows this trail with Brenda and they see this cocoon no, it's more like a pulsating uh, fat slug, maybe you would say. Yellow. Yeah. Something Yeah, something like that. But 
his little needle pin needle kind of sticks out of it and instead of running away from it like anybody they just kind of stare and look (laughs) stay and stare at it and it shoots grant right in the chest and sucks into his midsection (laughs) yeah and then you get to see an x-ray shot of it slithering up into his brain yeah Yep, so that it kind of tells you this is exactly where it's going. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so Grant's... At that point, Grant is dead, and now this creature is taken over. Yes. But it's in his, it's inside of his brain, and also it is able to uh, have all of his memories and knowledge. Yep. So, and then our next, our next victim on the list is Brenda, <laughs> where... The infected Grant now goes over to her house because he wants to finish, I guess, what they started in the woods. (laughs) Yeah, the creature is in love with Starla because Grant had such a deep uh, love for her. It still holds on to that. So it's actually in love with Starla and it didn't want to hurt her, but it has to follow its own nature. (laughs) Yeah. So he goes over to Brenda's house. While uh, she's watching her baby. Yeah, and her baby's playing with the tomato. Yeah, and they're watching Toxic Adventure. Yeah. It's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of nods in this movie. Uh, yeah. If you know what you're looking for, you, you would, you'll notice shitloads. <laughs> so, but yeah, he comes over and they start undressing. And then Grant shows her the, his tentacles. <laughs> and it just penetrates her yeah in the, her chest yep well in her midsection and belly yeah yeah it's kind of like a sexual scene scene where he's just pumping i guess you would kind of say seminal fluids into her like alien seminal fluids yeah. <laughs> well i but i guess they're the they're like i guess slugs but yeah whatever 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 they are but he's having he's injecting his babies into her <laughs> So, but then, yeah, and then after, so after he does that, then he goes and he, he has to feed her. So he goes and buys all the meat and everything like that yeah. and starts killing a dog, killing dogs and all different animals. And but what I, what yeah. I, what I like about it is that he categorizes everything and has it sorted coyotes, dogs, cats. There's actually a deleted scene where he, uh, he takes a filing cabinet and, and he's putting the meat in there and he's, Sorting it like that. He's writing the... Oh, really? Yeah, like on the file names, like hmm, pork chops, pastrami. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, well, and then... So, I guess... The, here's where the cops... I guess they start doing some research on trying to figure out where he's going to strike next. And Bill realizes, hey, there's a pattern here on where he was seen. And there's, we're finding, you know, dead dead animals. So they suspect he's going to end up in this in this next field. Uh, so we get this group of yeah. He has all of his deputies and uh, and a, f- a few hunters with him to help out, like little yeah. posse. But one one of the posse guys decides to confront uh, at this point slithering squid uh, Grant. <laughs> yeah, but gets a little gets a little too cocky and forceful with him. And Grant gets his I guess one of his tentacles moves really fast and just kind of slices him right right in the face, right down the center of him. Yeah, but it was cool. It's what what is a cool thing about it is it's not like a clean slice in half where the two halves fall apart. It's more of right. like down the middle but center cut. So it just 
halfway splits open and things just pour out, but the bodies still connect it. Right, it was like a butchering like butterfly, like where you butterfly you like made a cut in the center, but still left it connected in the back so you can butterfly it open to the meat. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a very cool effect. Mm-hmm. I really liked it, and then the slow opening, the guts fly out, and then he opens up and falls down. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. And then he like falls down to the ground, and then slithers away really quickly yeah they did that with puppeteers that they uh digitally edited out later they edited out the puppeteers yeah yeah that's that's pretty cool if you're going to do some special effects that's the way to do it (laughs) mixture of practical and cgi yeah but you know use the cgi to take out instead of adding i think that's actually yeah i like a better way to use cgi yeah yep i did too then our next victim is brenda who we finally see what the effects of what he did to her and all the eating. She, she, yeah. <laughs> she's a big round fat body with her, with just the head. Her arms are, aren't even able to push out of it. It's just like, yeah, it's just a big, big ball, big blob. And there's a thousands of slugs inside of her, which rip through her. <laughs> and I like how one of the guys said, what you better stop that turtle from moving. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then she just, yeah, she just explodes, opens up, and then all these slugs just pour out of her and go pour all over everybody and just start injecting themselves into everyone's mouths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was so what, we get one, four, four people get into injected, uh, but the character of the chief, Bill, he realizes that they're going into the mouth, so he just, he warns the rest of them to just cover their mouths so they can't get in. Yeah, but, you know, four already gotten infected so they're uh they're goners uh and then we move to miles's favorite scene to the uh to the farm family mm-hmm. yep <laughs> where yep the character of kaylee she's in the bathtub and one of the slugs is slithering in the bathtub in a scene that's very reminiscent of nightmare on elm street yeah yeah with the claw i thought of that mm-hmm. and we get our nudity shot of I don't know if it was accidental or if it was supposed to be, but yeah, you get a you get a nice look at her breast, and it's a beauty. Oh, it was like, thank you, accidental nudity. <laughs> so yeah, she's in this bathtub, and the slug just jumps into her mouth, but she gets her nails and digs them into the, into the tail to prevent it from going all the way inside of her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But as it's in there, it seeps out or it leaks out that information. Yeah. So she actually is because it was in, in her for a little bit. It was putting all the memories into her head. So she knows what's happening now. She has a good understanding of the purpose and the plan and mm-hmm. the past and all that, yeah, all that fun is. stuff, which so, makes sense of the movie. Yeah. I like that they did that because then it's like, okay, it, it showed you the reason why someone would know this and it made it make sense. You're right. Yeah. But unfortunately for her family, the rest of her family did not. Yeah. Her two little sisters, her mom and her dad. They all got got infected and, and done for, and, and they're, they're, they're all trying to get her and she locks herself in the truck. And then, you know, luckily Bill comes and saves her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they, uh, they get away, but then they get back to the, 
they get back to the group. Which uh, the one female deputy, uh, she gets acid to the neck. <laughs> right. Yeah. One of them spit on her, and yeah, they spit acid. <laughs> and it's and then so she gets and that I wasn't clear on this. Did she just die, or was she then infected? I think that just kills you. Like it just melted her, right? I don't know if it melts you because they don't really show any melting scenes. But she acts as if it's extremely painful. So I would, I, yeah. It, and there was a, it bubbled up a little bit. Yeah, because they, it's shown that if you're infected with one of the worms, you turn into a, a part of Grant. Like he, he right. controls. It's a big hive mind, so he controls them. Like every, everything. Like so, he'll see every, everything that they're seeing. And, and but yeah, it's explained that he impregnates some, infects others with worm, with the worms, and eats everything else. Yeah. So they'll right. they'll kill some people just to bring the meat to the uh, impregnated ones. Yes, yes. Which there's, I mean, tons and tons of meat. <laughs> yeah, as they always exclaim meat. <laughs> so and then so now at this point they're they're trying to get in. They go into town, but the entire town is infected. And as they're going into town, we see Jenna Fisher. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that was, she had a funny scene. You know, he's telling her to call the CDC and she's nodding her head. Are you nodding your head? <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was actually married to James Gunn during when they were making this movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. I did not know that. But yeah, there, his his master his master plan then uh, after they get into a car accident, <laughs> because Grant knows they're in the town now. Uh, is to get a grenade that they have in the uh, in the uh, police station to try and use to destroy Grant because yeah, I guess if you could destroy the ma- the head the head mind you'll destroy them all <laughs> right yeah and it made sense yeah. I mean get the grenade throw it in at him and kill him yeah so him and Kaylee are trying to <laughs> uh, get to that but yeah he goes into the station himself and. Uh, a deer attacks him inside of there, a, a Grant infected deer. Which, yes, that effect does doesn't look that good. But no. it, it, <laughs> Kaylee comes in and saves him, and he's he thanks her and he says, "You know, though, when uh, later on when I tell the story, it's going to be the other way around. I saved you from the deer." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, that was a funny. Uh, it was a funny line. And then uh, Mayor Jack is our next victim. Sadly. I actually was. Yeah. I was actually bummed. <laughs> yeah, he's in a basement because uh, the zombie grants take him down there, and there's a bunch of worm-infected people down there eating, and he tries to run out of the uh, basement, only to be met by the by Grant's tentacles that impregnate him, <laughs> and he has to start eating. Yeah, he gives in to the hunger. It was like, oh man, <laughs> he starts eating somebody's arm or something. Yeah, it looked like. And then, and then, and then we see Bill. He's walking by, and Grant. I guess Grant still had a piece of him, like alive, like still alive inside. Well, of not him Grant, or something. Mayor Jack. Or I'm sorry, yeah, Mayor Jack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mayor Jack had some some part of him still alive because he he begs Bill to shoot him in the head. Because, <laughs> kill me, kill me, and he doesn't even think twice. But he's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. You think about it, he's just like, yeah, he's fucking dead already anyway, so. (laughs) 
<laughs> Bill gets to Grant, but the freaking drops the fucking grenade. Well, he smacks pull. it out of his hand after he pulls the pin. Yeah. And, he's, and he goes flying by on the couch. He's like, shit! <laughs> so he, him and Kayla quick run over to try and get it. And as soon as he picks it back up, he's smacked through a window, drops the grenade, and it falls into the pool and explodes in there. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, great. That, there goes that plan. <laughs> but then they get a... They get a, I guess, a tank of propane, and as uh, Grant's tentacle comes out to get him, he because he, one tentacle goes into him, but he catches the other tentacle and shoves it inside of a propane tank. Yep, and then turns the nozzle all the way up, so it backtracks back into Grant. Yeah, he tells Starla to shoot him. Yep. So as Grant, as the Grant monster is looking at her with tears running down his eyes, she shoots, and he blows up. <laughs> and as soon as he does. Everybody that was infected just drops over dead, which is the yep. town. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Every. Yeah. There's like what three of them left. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah, it looks like like jizz just draining out of the wound in him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He does. He has because like Kaylee, white Kaylee explains that he has to get both tentacles in for to uh, do anything. And then he explains to Starla that she that he saved her from a deer. Yeah. He's like, hey, Kay- Kaylee, why don't you tell uh, Starla? Uh, about how I saved you from that deer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he saved me from a deer. Yeah. Well, oh, he's like, <laughs> we should probably walk to the hospital. You know, it's only a couple miles away. No, yeah, that was a that was a, that was a good line. I liked it. Mm-hmm. That was funny. And then there's an after credit scene also to this movie. Yes. I did see that. Yeah, where the little, there's a little piece of, uh, I guess his brain left and a cat's walking by and the needle pops out and you, then you just hear off screen the, the cat screeching as the needles injected into it so they set it up for a sequel but nothing ever came well i mean the movie only made 12 and a half million dollars on a 15 million dollar budget so yeah they're not gonna sadly they won't make a sequel but yes that was our take on slither it is very enjoyable if you haven't seen it, it is it's a good movie though it's it's in it is a good movie it's enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. yeah it has a good story good acting great effects yeah it's there's a lot to enjoy about this movie so it's definitely one to check out yeah i mean for me i feel like if i rate it at a five or above i i look at it as a good movie anything you know anything with a five or above for me is well five would just be an average movie right but it's still it's still enjoyable like you 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 know it's still something worth watching if i'm rating it as a five is what i'm saying even though it's average I'm I'm putting it as something to you know to still watch. You know? Well, you put it at a six, uh, right? I did. I'm just saying, you know, out of all my ratings, so you know, it's it's worth watching if it's if it's a five or over for me. You know, when you start getting up into the eight range, then it's a must see or something you can see multiple times or something like that. Well, I this movie I can definitely watch multiple multiple times. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's. I watched it twice. There, I didn't. I didn't have a. I didn't have a hard time watching this any or multiple times. I should say. So. All right. So, do you want to do the honors of what we'll be doing <laughs> next week? Sure. So we got our next request in by a listener, and Gabriel. If I say your last name wrong, I'm I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Uh, Gabriel Belloin. He has messaged us and asked us to do a review on the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. 
the 2006 remake. Yeah, that is going to be our next film that mm-hmm. we review. Yeah, and uh, uh, I, I, I've seen this in the movie theater, but I gotta, I gotta say, this is one I actually prefer the remake to the original. Yeah. I th- so yeah, I'm yeah I'm I'll be excited to watch this again. It's been a little bit far longer than it should have been, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's one I'm gonna definitely enjoy. Yeah, and I know I like this actually as well because uh, I remember you know I remember watching this, and I've seen this a few times. So uh, I'm looking forward to doing this one. So yeah, Gabriel, well, I- thank you very much for the uh, request, and we're looking forward to reviewing this one. Yeah, by far one of the best of the uh, remake movies that were coming out in the early 2000s. Yeah, Ted Levine. <laughs> I love his voice. I, I don't give a shit what movie you put him in. It may it's just that much better because because of his voice being in it. Yeah, that gravelly I yeah, he does. I would have loved to have seen him in a lot more horror movies. Ugh. Oh yeah. It would have been great. But yep, that's what we'll be doing next week where we go back to just straight horror and such. Yes. So thank you very much for tuning in and listening. And like always, share and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and any other platform you find us on. And we will be back next week to do The Hills Have Eyes. So thanks again for listening. Till next time.